A lot of killers. You get a lot of killers. Why, well, you think our country's so innocent? 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 They're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains... Alternative facts? People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. Hey, welcome to A Trump Show. I'm your host, Dennis Trainer Jr. I have a pop quiz for you to start the show. Don't worry. I know you didn't study, but this is going to be an easy one. Can you name for me the number one story, the story with the highest ratings, the story that is making the cable news network's ratings soar? And by ratings, let's also remind ourselves that we're talking about profits here. Can we name the story that's making the cable news network's profits slash ratings soar in this time period? And this is the time period I'm talking about, the months following a presidential election cycle. This is a time period when cable news networks are traditionally about as popular in the ratings as a root canal delivered by a Reagan-era comedian in an insufferable musical comedy. Do I have anything like that? Has that ever happened? You'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things. Some be a dentist. People will pay you to be inhumane. Thank you, Steve Martin. And I apologize for that little shop of horrors diversion. It was a stretch, I know. But speaking of horrors, back to the pop quiz. What's that number one story that's propping up the cycle of hysteria among the populace and the profits at the cable news networks? Is it, this will be a multiple choice pop quiz, is it Donald Trump's war on the planet? Wow, it's a big story. I mean, you know, we live here and shit. And the fact that our way of life, our very existence, our civilization, the way it's constructed now is bringing down the end of the world as we know it is kind of a big story. Hmm, But let's go on. Is it Donald Trump's embrace of Steve Bannon's brand of white nationalism and the truly sinister implications it has for both our foreign and domestic policies? That is a big one. To do that story well, though, cable news might have to force us to look at our lives, look at our country in an honest way, a way that we don't seem to be. Um, and I'm not just talking about the racism, the overt racism of the Donald Trump make America white, uh, great again crowd. I'm talking about the the more embedded racism, the systemic white supremacy upon which this nation was built. Can we do that on Maddow? so much is it is the top story propping up the news cycle and the hysteria among the populace and the profits of the cable news networks the insertion of jeff sessions as attorney general to bring down the hammer of trump's law and order blue lives matter racist police state is the number one story the supreme court nomination nomination of neil gorsuch is it the failure of our country to provide health care not health insurance people health care to all americans as every other industrialized country has figured out a way to do, designate healthcare as a human right and not something that should be openly traded on the markets. So which is it? Among my my, my, uh, multiple choice, were you saying I left something out? Is there, could there, is there another story that's, that's bigger than all of those things? Those are pretty big stories. Oh, right. Trump Russia. 
I get it. Yes, that is a big story. In fact, I'm covering it right now, aren't I? So maybe I'm part of the problem, but give me a minute and maybe we can start to rethink this thing. Obviously, the Trump-Russia connection is the biggest story since before Trump took office, since he got elected. And the obsession with Trump-Russia's connection insofar it has disproportionately soaked up our attention and the attention of the broader collective quote-unquote resistance movement that has sprung up in response to the ascension of a fascist, of a misogynist, of a racist, of a narcissist. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It is a distraction, this Trump-Russia obsession, with what should be or could be the potential of this resistance movement. Now, before I go any further, I need to make something absolutely clear in part because the media narrative around this story is so binary, right? Yes, for the record, if you didn't know already, I despise Trump. I have a hatred for the man that is personal and is deep and just as unhealthy as the rest of you. I oppose everything the man is, has been, and aspires us to be. I, When I hear Make America Great Again, I hear Make America White Again in a Wally and Beaver 1950s fashion with women locked up in aprons without the right to control their own bodies, with people of color literally redlined out of communities or killed or strung up on trees with the aid and support of law enforcement. That was the middle class that exploded in the post-World War II plunder of America, the imperial that crafted a middle class that was distinctly, militantly white. I'm speaking of the middle class, this middle class that politicians on both sides of the duopoly fetishize and clamor for votes from was itself, is itself, a creation of a racist, white supremacist system. The post-World War II economic boom that exploded the middle class America was fueled to a great degree by the GI Bill, granting college tuition and low-interest college loans to veterans returning from the war. Yay! But African-American veterans were unable, in most cases, to access the educational benefits because segregation was still the law of the land and low-interest home loans were not extended to African-Americans in predominantly black neighborhoods. And redlining, the practice of excluding home ownership to blacks in white neighborhoods, and thereby, this hangs the tale of how a whole generation of white folks benefited from the new world order, the expansion of the military-industrial complex, and a whole generation of African Americans, nearly a hundred years after the Civil War, were excluded from sharing the bounty of economic growth, were excluded from the middle class. The bootstraps that my ancestors, for you listeners who don't know what I look like, I present and am a white the bootstraps that my ancestors pulled up and got to work on were funded and underwritten by programs that excluded people of color. Full stop. And at Trump rallies, we saw people waving the Confederate flag, an object that should be considered hate speech. And we saw people like white nationalist Richard Spencer and former KKK kook Donald Duke praise Trump's Make America Great Again Without a scintilla of reprisal or reproach from Team Trump, they knew who they were speaking to. All of this, just to be clear, by way of saying that I, like many of you listening, consider myself as part of the resistance against Trump. I am in favor of making America great, full stop. And for me, that begins with an honest assessment that this country was 
only great to those who benefited from the racist, sexist, imperialist, class-oppressive monster that is the foundation upon which our country is built, and to those willing to turn a blind eye to that fact as they laugh all the way to the bank. I am in favor of an independent investigation into the possible collusion between Russian governments, or the Russian <laughs> government, I'm sorry, and Donald Trump's campaign to alter the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. I like you, remember this doozy in July of 2016 when the Trump campaign was stumbling worse than Steve Bannon after an open bar at a Breitbart Christmas party. But it would be interesting to see. I, I will tell you this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. Now listen, Trump is an improviser, a reality TV star who is used to a highly crafted and edited version of the story to tell his narrative. So maybe he just went a little too far when he actually challenged a foreign government to hack into and release the Hillary Clinton emails. Maybe he would walk it back or apologize or change the topic. Of course he didn't, um, and more than that, just hours after he made those insane remarks, Trump tweeted out that he hoped that any country who could hack into Clinton's emails should do so and then hand those emails over to the FBI. Any country. So yes, the optics are bad. And the optics are bad for a man who built his whole presidential campaign and built his popularity leading up to the 2016 presidential election cycle by insisting that maybe Barack Obama wasn't born here. I don't know. Maybe we should look into that. Maybe his birth certificate is fake. Maybe we should look into that. So there is plenty of smoke right now in terms of a Trump-Russia connection. There is less smoke, but there is still some smoke pointing towards a Ru Trump-Russia collusion. But there isn't any fire yet. There isn't any concrete evidence yet. And given the amount of leaks and given the amount of the animosity from the intelligence community towards Trump, I got to believe that if there were evidence, if there were a fire, it would have been leaked by now. And by fire, here I want to be clear that I think that fire is defined in including a factual connection that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia to affect the election, to establish if there was a fire, we need an independent investigation. While the left is getting better in some instances of diagnosing the Trump game plan for playing the media like a puppet on a string, specifically that when President Trump has developed a consistent tactic when he's criticized, is to say something else is worse. Right, NPR recently ran a story entitled, quote, Trump embraces one of Russia's favorite propaganda tactics, whataboutism. That was the title of the article, arguing that, quote, this particular brand of changing the subject is called whataboutism, a simple rhetorical tactic heavily used by the Soviet Union and later Russia. And its use in Russia helps illustrate how it could be such a useful tool now in America. As Russian political experts told NPR, it's an attractive tactic for populists in particular, allowing them to be vague but appear straight-talking at the same time, end quote. Okay, so listen, two playground bullies who grew up to be leaders of the world powers 
and who are assholes who employ the age-old magician's trick of sidetracking you with one hand, distracting you, sidetracking, distracting you with one hand while the other hand handles the magic trick, while the other hand picks your pocket. This doesn't prove, and by the way, I think that's what Trump does. And I guess Putin does too. But this does not prove that Trump colluded with magicians on hijacking the 2016 election any more than it proves that Trump colluded with Russians, that they use the same trick of an age-old playbook. Furthermore, this whataboutism tactic that NPR ascribes to Trump and Russia can also be applied to the Democratic Party. After failing, and I mean historically failing to defeat the most unpopular presidential candidate in the history of the United States, a man who was caught bragging on a hot mic that he could grab a woman by the pussy and do whatever he wanted with them because he was rich and famous. That guy's our president. The Democrats are all too happy not to take an honest look in the mirror and find out why they failed so historically to resonate with the American people. How they were exposed by those very emails that Trump asked anyone to leak that they actively suppressed the people's choice, among Democrats anyway, that's Bernie Sanders, and instead ushered through Hillary Clinton, who would not know a personal conviction unless it was wrapped in a triangulation of polling data wrapped around a rock and thrown at her skull. Instead, we have a massive and justified resistance to Trump Trump being hijacked by the same Democratic Party who is pushing, and pushing hard, what Matt Taibbi calls in his April 2nd piece in Rolling Stone, the Putin derangement syndrome. Noting that whatever the Trump, the truth is about Trump and Russia, the speculation surrounding it has become a dangerous case of mass hysteria. The left is now guilty of what we used to dismiss far-right loons like Glenn Beck of doing, Taibbi illustrated, namely constructing elaborate webs and charts with circles and arrows, all quote-unquote proving the Trump-Russia collusion. And here I'll quote Matt Taibbi's article, the current version of Glenn Beck is, quote, Louise Mensch, a noted loon who thinks Putin murdered Andrew Breitbart, but has somehow been put front and center by the New York Times, HBO's Real Time, has denounced an extraordinary list of Kremlin plants. Quote, she's tabbed everyone from Jeff Sessions, who she calls a Russian partisan, to Rudy Giuliani and former assistant FBI director James Kallstrom as agents of influence, to Pulitzer Prize winning Glenn Greenwald to a, quote, Russian shill, to ProPublica and Democracy Now!, also as Russian shills, to the 15-year-old girl with whom Anthony Weiner sexted, really, she says, a Russian hacker group called Crackers with Attitudes, to an unnamed FBI agent in the New York field office as a mole, end quote. For those of you who want to read the Matt Taibbi piece, and I hope that it is all of you, I'm going to link to it in the show notes for this podcast at atrumpshow.com. The Matt Taibbi piece is um, truly something that you should all read. It is something that demands that you think in a non-binary way about what's going on between Trump and Russia. Uh, it's an article entitled The Putin Derangement Syndrome. Now, here is the unspoken truth about Trump Uh, I'm sorry, here's the unspoken truth about Russia and the 2016 election. Of course they spied on us. Of course they collected information on 
everybody that they could. Of course, they they attempted to affect the outcome of the election. Of course they could. They have been doing that for a long time. They have been doing that since before Russia was Russia, when Russia was the USSR. So is the United States of America. And we have been doing much worse. And if you think our regime changer operation and the of the overt and the covert nature are excusable in the name of American exceptionalism, you might be as immovable in your position and opinion as those who want to make America great again, who remain in willful ignorance to the racist nature of that sentiment, are also immovable in their position. And to restate the point at, I said at the outset, yes, we should have an independent investigation into possible Russian Trump collusion during the election. However, we why have the Democrats and the media on the left pursued the Trump-Russia collusion theory story so much while giving less attention to real stories that are happening right now in front of our eyes that don't require an independent investigation, like the destruction of the planet, that's happening. That's a fact. It's not an alternative fact. Like the attack on women's rights, the attack on LGBTQ rights, the xenophobic Muslim ban, and more. These don't require an independent investigation to verify. They're happening. Listen to Noam Chomsky on Democracy Now! Just 90 seconds of Noam Chomsky. This was from earlier this week. Well, you can understand why the uh, Democratic uh, Party managers uh, want to... Uh try to find some blame for the fact, uh, for the way they utterly mishandled the election and uh, blew a perfect opportunity to uh, win, handed it over to the opposition. But that's hardly a justification for uh, allowing the Trump policies to slide by quietly, uh, many of them not only harmful to the population, but extremely destructive, like the climate change policies. And meanwhile, focus on one thing that could become a step forward if it was adjusted to move towards serious efforts to reduce growing and dangerous tensions right on the Russian border, where they could blow up. Uh, NATO maneuvers are taking place uh, hundreds of yards from the Russian border. The uh, Russian uh, uh, jet planes are buzzing American planes. Uh, this is something could get out of hand very easily. Both sides, are, meanwhile, are uh, building up their uh, uh, military forces, uh, adding uh, the U.S. Uh, is uh, inst uh, one thing that the Russians are very much concerned about is the so-called anti-ballistic uh, uh, missile uh, installation that the U.S. is establishing uh, near the Russian border, uh, allegedly to uh, uh, protect uh, Europe from non-existent uh, Iranian missiles. Nobody seriously believes that. Uh, this is a uh, understood to be a first strike threat. These are serious issues. Now, imagine if the factions of the mainstream media and the Democrats that claim to carry the torch of the so-called resistance inside the halls of power spent as much energy exposing EPA Scott Pruitt as a fraud and an assassin of the planet and the people through his climate denial policy or exposing and denying power to Neil Gorsuch in assuming a seat in the Supreme Court, or in fighting back Trump care and seizing the opportunity to wage a just struggle to provide Medicare for all, true health care for all in this country, not just health insurance for most. 
Imagine a resistance movement that rendered impotent the racist bigot Jeff Sessions as attorney general and sent him back into a hole in Alabama where he belongs. Imagine, imagine a more powerful and effective resistance. For a Trump show, I'm Dennis Trainer Jr.